the psychology of political violence part three from anarchism and other essays by emma goldman this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the psychology of political violence part three during a religious procession in eighteen ninety six at barcelona a bomb was thrown immediately three hundred men and women were arrested some were anarchists but the majority were trade unionists and socialists they were thrown into that terrible bastille montjuich and subjected to most horrible tortures after a number had been killed or had gone insane their cases were taken up by the liberal press of europe resulting in the release of a few survivors the man primarily responsible for this revival of the inquisition was canovas del castillo prime minister of spain it was he who ordered the torturing of the victims their flesh burned their bones crushed their tongues cut out practised in the art of brutality during his regime in cuba canovas remained absolutely deaf to the appeals and protests of the awakened civilized conscience in eighteen ninety seven canovas del castillo was shot to death by a young italian angiolillo the latter was an editor in his native land and his bold utterances soon attracted the attention of the authorities persecution began and angiolillo fled from italy to spain thence to france and belgium finally settling in england while there he found employment as a compositor and immediately became the friend of all his colleagues one of the latter thus described angiolillo his appearance suggested the journalist rather than the disciple of gutenberg his delicate hands moreover betrayed the fact that he had not grown up at the case with his handsome frank face his soft dark hair his alert expression he looked the very type of the vivacious southerner angiolillo spoke italian spanish and french but no english the little french i knew was not sufficient to carry on a prolonged conversation however angiolillo soon began to acquire the english idiom he learned rapidly playfully and it was not long until he became very popular with his fellow compositors his distinguished and yet modest manner and his consideration towards his colleagues won him the hearts of all the boys angiolillo soon became familiar with the detailed accounts in the press he read of the great wave of human sympathy with the helpless victims at montjuich on trafalgar square he saw with his own eyes the results of those atrocities when the few spaniards who escaped castillo's clutches came to seek asylum in england there at the great meeting these men opened their shirts and showed the horrible scars of burnt flesh angiolillo saw and the effects surpassed a thousand theories the impetus was beyond words beyond arguments beyond himself even senor antonio canovas del castillo prime minister of spain sojourned at santa agueda as usual in such cases all strangers were kept away from his exalted presence one exception was made however in the case of a distinguished-looking elegantly dressed italian the representative it was understood of an important journal the distinguished gentleman was angiolillo senor canovas about to leave his house stepped on the veranda suddenly angiolillo confronted him a shot rang out and canovas was a corpse the wife of the prime minister rushed upon the scene murderer murderer she cried pointing at angiolillo 
the latter bowed pardon madame he said i respect you as a lady but i regret that you were the wife of that man calmly angiolio faced death death in its most terrible form for the man whose soul was as a child's he was garroted his body lay sun-kissed till the day hid in twilight and the people came and pointing the finger of terror and fear they said there the criminal the cruel murderer how stupid how cruel is ignorance it misunderstands always condemns always a remarkable parallel to the case of angiolio is to be found in the act of gaetano bresci whose attentat upon king umberto made an american city famous bresci came to this country this land of opportunity where one has but to try to meet with golden success yes he too would try to succeed he would work hard and faithfully work had no terrors for him if it would only help him to independence manhood self-respect thus full of hope and enthusiasm he settled in patterson new jersey and there found a lucrative job at six dollars per week in one of the weaving mills of the town six whole dollars per week was no doubt a fortune for italy but not enough to breathe on in the new country he loved his little home he was a good husband and devoted father to his bambina bianca whom he adored he worked and worked for a number of years he actually managed to save one hundred dollars out of his six dollars per week bresci had an ideal foolish i know for a working man to have an ideal the anarchist paper published in patterson la questione sociale every week though tired from work he would help to set up the paper until late hours he would assist and when the little pioneer had exhausted all resources and his comrades were in despair bresci brought cheer and hope one hundred dollars the entire savings of years that would keep the paper afloat in his native land people were starving the crops had been poor and the peasants saw themselves face to face with famine they appealed to their good king umberto he would help and he did the wives of the peasants who had gone to the palace of the king held up in mute silence their emaciated infants surely that would move him and then the soldiers fired and killed those poor fools bresci at work in the weaving mill at patterson read of the horrible massacre his mental eye beheld the defenceless women and innocent infants of his native land slaughtered right before the good king his soul recoiled in horror at night he heard the groans of the wounded some may have been his comrades his own flesh why why these foul murders the little meeting of the italian anarchist group in patterson ended almost in a fight bresci had demanded his hundred dollars his comrades begged implored him to give them a respite the paper would go down if they were to return him his loan but bresci insisted on its return how cruel and stupid is ignorance bresci got the money but lost the goodwill the confidence of his comrades they would have nothing more to do with one whose greed was greater than his ideals on the twenty ninth of july nineteen hundred king umberto was shot at monzo the young italian weaver of patterson gaetano bresci had taken the life of the good king patterson was placed under police surveillance everyone known as an anarchist hounded and persecuted and the act of bresci ascribed to the teachings of anarchism as if the teachings of anarchism in its extremest form could equal the force of those slain women and infants who had pilgrimed to the king for aid 
as if any spoken word ever so eloquent could burn into a human soul with such white heat as the life-blood trickling drop by drop from those dying forms the ordinary man is rarely moved either by word or deed and those whose social kinship is the greatest living force need no appeal to respond even as does steel to the magnet to the wrongs and horrors of society if a social theory is a strong factor inducing acts of political violence how are we to account for the recent violent outbreaks in india where anarchism has hardly been born more than any other old philosophies hindu teachings have exalted passive resistance the drifting of life the nirvana as the highest spiritual ideal yet the social unrest in india is daily growing and has only recently resulted in an act of political violence the killing of sir curzon wiley by the hindu madar sodingra if such a phenomenon can occur in a country socially and individually permeated for centuries with a spirit of passivity can one question the tremendous revolutionizing effect on human character exerted by great social iniquities can one doubt the logic the justice of these words repression tyranny and indiscriminate punishment of innocent men have been the watchwords of the government of the alien domination in india ever since we began the commercial boycott of english goods the tiger qualities of the british are much in evidence now in india they think that by the strength of the sword they will keep down india it is this arrogance that has brought about the bomb and the more they tyrannize over a helpless and unarmed people the more terrorism will grow we may deprecate terrorism as outlandish and foreign to our culture but it is inevitable as long as this tyranny continues for it is not the terrorists that are to be blamed but the tyrants who are responsible for it it is the only resource for a helpless and unarmed people when brought to the verge of despair it is never criminal on their part the crime lies with the tyrant even conservative scientists are beginning to realize that heredity is not the sole factor moulding human character climate food occupation nay colour light and sound must be considered in the study of human psychology if that be true how much more correct is the contention that great social abuses will and must influence different minds and temperaments in a different way and how utterly fallacious the stereotyped notion that the teachings of anarchism or certain exponents of these teachings are responsible for the acts of political violence anarchism more than any other social theory values human life above all things all anarchists agree with tolstoy in this fundamental truth if the production of any commodity necessitates the sacrifice of human life society should do without that commodity but it cannot do without that life that however nowise indicates that anarchism teaches submission how can it when it knows that all suffering all misery all ills result from the evil of submission has not some american ancestor said many years ago that resistance to tyranny is obedience to god and he was not an anarchist even i would say that resistance to tyranny is man's highest ideal so long as tyranny exists in whatever form man's deepest aspiration must resist it as inevitably as man must breathe compared with the wholesale violence of capital and government political acts of violence are but a drop in the ocean 
that so few resist is the strongest proof how terrible must be the conflict between their souls and unbearable social iniquities high-strung like a violin-string they weep and moan for life so relentless so cruel so terribly inhuman in a desperate moment the string breaks untuned ears hear nothing but discord but those who feel the agonized cry understand its harmony they hear in it the fulfilment of the most compelling moment of human nature such is the psychology of political violence end of the psychology of political violence recording by expatriate in bangor maine